Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Video Show podcast. Today is March 31st, 2021. And uh, we are Capital Mortgage Funding, brought to you by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender. And as always, we have two of the best mortgage loan originators in the country, top 1% of all originators in the United States, Becky Alley and John Kolb. Good morning, Becky Alley. How are you today? I am pretty fantastic. Thank you for asking. And uh, we have Mr. John Cole. Mr. John Cole, go green. How are we doing today, buddy? Uh, go white, buddy. Everybody's doing good. So thanks for having that. We're going to get into a couple things. The show is produced by Roberta Moshane, our producer director. He's uh, He is behind the curtain, pressing all the buttons and doing what he does to make sure we come out loud and clear. Today being March 31st, 2021, we're a little over a year since the pandemic, since the shutdown, since everybody had to work from home. But you know what, Becky Alley, the purchase market right now, home purchase market madness, as we like to say. And I'm going to share something with you and John that you might have heard about, you might not have heard about. It just happened yesterday. This is just, it illustrates how crazy the purchase market is around the United States. Yes, here in Michigan as well. But yesterday in suburban Washington, D.C., a person f- listed a fixer upper home in suburban Washington, D.C. for $275,000 on a Thursday. By Sunday evening, Becky Alley, she had 88 offers, 88 offers. On a listing of $275,000. That's shocking in and of itself. More shocking, 76 of the 88 offers. Can you imagine 88 offers? 76 of the 88 offers were all cash. All cash. Yeah. And she said 15 of the offers were sight unseen. Like people didn't ever even saw the house. They just were putting in offers. Now, the P.S. to the story is, is that the house sold for $460,000, a 70% increase of the asking price. Now, does that not illustrate what is going on, Becky Alley, in home purchases right now? And, and, and dial it in for us on your purchase transactions, just knowing just 88 offers. I mean, that's crazy when you get eight to 10 offers and that's happening in our market. Dial it in for us. Dial it in. So let people know what you're going through and your and your buyers are going through. Well, clearly in Washington, it's no different than Michigan, you know, with the 411 offers on one house. Right. Um, obviously, there's clearly a shortage of inventory in every state right now. And I actually just had a conversation with a real estate agent last night about where are all of these people coming up with cash, right? More cash offers than anyone has ever seen. And everyone, like in my entire life, their entire life, um, you know, you're talking about going in Michigan, we're not seeing $200,000 over asking. Okay. Um, But we are seeing 20, 30 in some kind of situations um, and people are coming up with this money and it is driving this like FOMO for a sense of, you know, there's one house and you have 40 buyers out there. I mean, it's just creating a frenzy. It's like the, 
the back when Cabbage Patch dolls were cool and the stories <laughs> that my mom used to talk about everyone fighting over like the one Cabbage Patch doll, right? I didn't, I didn't experience it that, but her stories are pretty hilarious, but it's, you know, you have to be savvy. You have to, um, you know, when you're going through 80 offers, what makes you stand out, right? What is going to set you apart? And what we're seeing on our side of things is one of the most fundamental things that have gotten um, me and an agent are working really well together. We're five for five. And you know what the difference is between us and everyone else? Communication, just a simple, fundamental, no sorcery, no trickery. It's basic offers, but our communication is, um, is on point. And that's what's helped our buyers uh, kind of step aside from everyone else. Yeah. John Kolb, 88 offers, 76 cash, 15 sight unseen to if, dial it in for me. Help me understand what's going on in your world. If you're going to offer $185,000 over the purchase price of a home, why do you need us? You don't need a mortgage because you know what? That's going to put a mortgage company in a bad position if that house does not ever get to the $475,000 value. So you don't need a mortgage company. You'll probably be hard pressed to find a lender that will let you purchase a home for $185,000 more than what it's going for. But we are fortunate that we are not in that situation in Michigan yet. When you're talking about five, 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 over asking price, like Becky said, with you know one house with 40 different people out there looking at it. Um, I have a client who uh, talked to her yesterday. She put her house on the market on uh, Monday. She had people peeking into her windows because they have, weren't able to schedule appointments or, uh, yet. So they were, they were just showing up at the house, peeking in the windows to see if it's something they wanted to pursue. I mean, it is like, like Becky said, when they were Cabbage Patch, I never, I was alive during Cabbage Patch era. <laughs> I personally never played with Cabbage Patch dolls, thank goodness. But that's um, not what I heard. I, I do, <laughs> I do remember the craze that went through my my house with my sister and the neighborhood. It's so if this is a new craze. It's it's, it's something's got to give, but hey, you know it is what it is, and we'll uh, we'll get through it. Yeah, well, I will tell you this, John. Not only the Cabbage Patch, Becky Alley, and John Kolb craze. Do you guys remember the Beanie Baby craze? Oh, all right. No, so, but... all right. So that that's what's going on. It's uh, you know, it's it's going on in in our area, specific areas that I can go ahead and attest to. Huntington Woods, for example, house goes on the market in Huntington Woods. You you've got people climbing all over that house, like John said, driving by, peeking through windows, and putting in. 8, 10, 12, 15 offers at a time. Okay, there are certain areas that, like suburban Washington, D.C., that we're experienced here. There, there are certain areas that you talk about a lack of inventory. How about no houses? I can just point to a specific subdivision in Florida, in South Florida, where I've been watching, not because I'm going to buy a house there, but because I know people that live in the area and they clue me in and they tell me what's going on in the neighborhood, you know, 11 houses for sale one week, zero houses the next week. Uh, the, the lack of inventory and the madness that people are going and pursuing these things. Why is there such a pent up demand? Last year we talked about, listen, the world basically got shut down last year here in the state of Michigan. 
Realtors could not sell houses really in April and May. Yes, uh, in person, people, we did not know what the effects of COVID were going to be. So basically, the real estate community, except for mortgage banking, was deemed non-essential. We were deemed essential because we were part of the financial world when funding transactions, whatever the transactions were. Then on May 8th, the governor came out and said, realtors are essential. And then you saw everything go into place on June 1st, and it's carried over, Becky Alley, to now. It's carried over. We did not have, with the exception of maybe two weeks in December or a week between Christmas and New Year's, and then maybe the first week of January, there was no slow time in the home purchase market. Then you coupled that with very low interest rates, so mortgage applications were there were a plethora of mortgage applications. It was going crazy in our industry. How did you, Becky, handle it with your team, you and John Cole being in the top 1% of all mortgage originators in the country, certainly a top in this area, many awards both you and John have been afforded. But tell me, what makes you stand apart, you and your team, when you're in the middle of a housing craze, a housing purchase market madness. What makes you, you say, great communication, but you want to know something? Let me be devil's advocate for you. If you don't have good communication with everybody these days in any industry, how can you be successful? So there has to be something else, Becky. It has to be the way that you have your relationships and just the honesty that you put forth. Um, I mean... I just don't worry about what other people are doing. I mean, I'm kind of stay in my lane. I focus on what I'm focusing on. I want my people to do the best that they can do. And I want everyone to feel like we have nothing better to do than talk to you at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, there was a lot of really, really late nights, obviously, to keep up with that influx of business. Um, and that's fine. I mean, it comes with the territory. Um, I love what I do. So therefore, it's not an issue for me to be logged in or hop on or what ha what have you. And uh, the people that I work closely with know that they can count on me to be gritty if we need to be gritty and I'm going to get in the mud and we're going to get through the trenches and we're going to get that complicated file done. And anyone can do a layup file, whatever, you know, but they're not afraid to send me um, those harder transactions too um, because we love what we do. We get involved. Um, I like to, sometimes I feel like you have to throw buyers over the finish line because you um, they sometimes self-sabotage themselves. But uh, to me, communication is everything. And, um, you know, just making sure that my people are trained and what the expectations are, because if you're not educating your clients up front, it's going to just, um, you're going to set them up to fail. Right. So I try to treat everyone as if I would want someone to treat my family. They didn't know anything else in the business. And I've lived like that since I started. And, um, it's helped, you know, to my success. And again, no one else is my competition, but myself. So I'm out here just, um, you know, just doing the best we can and, you know, getting everyone the lowest rates, locking them in, like you said, you know, um, you know, there is a little bit of a slowdown in refis for whatever reason. I think that the purchase market has changed, you know, since COVID, I feel like more people have thought about staying versus going, you know, I, so I feel like there was a lot of cash out refinances where people were, renovating their homes versus wanting to put it on the market. I think that also was a catalyst in possibly some lack of inventory on top of the fact that, you know, sellers don't want to get involved with the buyer's pool, right? They're going to sell their house in 
2.5 seconds and have some creeper looking in their window like John Harrison, and then they're going to be right in the virus pool. So it's hard. It's, you know, that's a scary thought if you think about it. So. Yeah. You know, Becky, I love talking about you. I love talking about your team. I love talking about John and his team, our entire team here. Um, and I know sometimes it can be uncomfortable talking about yourself. The bottom line is this, everybody talks about hard work. Everybody talks about what they're doing, but you know, when, when we live it every single day, when I know that you Becky are, are up at seven and talking to clients and don't go to bed till 11, I'm talking, I'm not talking about going to bed. I'm talking about still talking to clients at 11 o'clock. I know because that's what we're doing. Everybody can say they work hard, but I only know of a few people and I'm proud to be associated with those people that actually do work hard. You know, a lot of people talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. You and we certainly do that. And I'm certainly very, very proud of you because every time we do a show, every time we come on and do a podcast, every time I get the opportunity to talk about you and your team, it comes from a place of experience and it comes from not only my heart, but all the experiences that we've had together. John Kolb, I want you to talk about yourself. I know you don't like it either, but here's the bottom line. To be top 1% in the entire country, you have great support mechanisms. You have a great team, but you also, you're the guy that makes it rain. You and Becky, you're the ones that make it rain for your team. And you've got to be in constant contact. The support mechanisms are great, but like Becky, talk about your relationships and what you do. Well, I mean, the, the relationships are the easy part, right? It's just being yourself and being, uh, being a human being, you know, like Becky said, treating everybody like you would treat yourself and want to be treated you, how you would treat your family. Um, you know, but the hard part is making sure that you, you, um, produce and act on that. So, you know, when it comes to meeting with, uh, the expectation of our clients, we have a lot of products, uh, processes and procedures that we have. And I am one of those people that, you know, unlike Becky saying that she's, you know, not worried about anybody else. I like to know what other people are doing just in case there is a better process out there that we should be utilizing. Um, so I do ask a lot of questions throughout the industry, throughout friends in the industry, you know, being in, a, in the business for 24 years. I've got a lot of people that I can just, you know, call up and ask them how they do things and see if there's a better way to do it, because you can always improve on yourself. Um, you know, that's, you know, just part of, and that's kind of how we go forward each and every year is, you know, can we do better than the year before? Sometimes the market allows us to, sometimes it does not. Uh, but most first and foremost, can you do better as a person each and every year so that you're, you're providing for your team, your family and whoever you need to. So it's, it's, like I said, easy part is the, the relationships with the clients and the realtors. Hard part is acting on the products and procedures and processes so that we make sure that we are meeting expectations and nobody falls through the cracks. Yeah, it is definitely not an easy process, Becky and John. The mortgage industry, you know, at one time, and John remembers when I said that the industry was a pretty easy industry. It is certainly not like that now. What do I mean about the process? I mean, we ask for a lot of stuff. We have to prove and go ahead and advocate for our client on a daily basis um, to get them approved for a loan. We make it easy. Only the people on the inside of the business really know what we go through, but we try to make it easy as possible. I'm going to ask the panel, Becky and John, one last question. You ready? Your clients, you have clients who work with a lot of buyers. They're out there. They're struggling to find a house, lack of inventory. Becky Alley, they're going to say to you, 
do we buy now or should we wait? Should we buy now or do we sit this season out? What is your advice to somebody that is looking for a house right now? Um, it's beautiful outside and there's nothing else that's more beautiful than owning your own home. So um, why wait? You're never going to be ready to buy a house. You're never going to have enough money saved up. You're never going to have enough security. Just like when you're, when children are involved, like you can be married, you're never going to have enough money saved up for kids. You just have to do it. If it makes sense for you financially, why continue to pay someone else's mortgage if you don't have to? The housing market is showing clear signs that it is going to go up and the lack of inventory is just increasing the housing market. So what is for sale now at certain price points is going to be only higher next year or in the fall or the, or the winter, right? It's only going to add more inflation to what the housing market is going to be doing. Now, it is not going to shoot the moon, meaning that it, we're not up to infinity and beyond. There is going to be some kind of cap when the appraisers step in and say, hey, look, there's nothing out here to support it. But these cash sales are going to give these sales support when you're trying to finance. And that's the facts. And that is the truth, whether you're overpaying or not. These cash sales are going to add to comps that are going to support these higher values when someone's trying to finance. So it's only going to make it worse for you or not worse for you, but it's just going to get more expensive. So, you know, we had a really good uh, perfect storm where the rates were really low. So it was adding to buying power for, um, for our purchasers, for our buyers, for our borrowers. And with the rates kind of creeping up a little bit, it's going to, you're going to start pulling back a little bit because now that $150,000 house is now $180,000 house. And, you know, the, what your wants and needs are, are going to be quickly changing based off what you can afford with the rates changing. So um, I wouldn't wait, you know, we're going to take a look at it. If you need to go over asking, we're going to have those hard conversations up front, but you know, why put the money in your own pocket, not somebody else's if you can afford it. Excellent. John Cole, what do you say to somebody? Should I buy now or should I send it out? Do I wait? What do I do right now, John? I want to buy a house right now. Well, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no crystal ball to tell us what's going to happen in the market down the road. You know, I, I had two conversations yesterday with, you know, how much longer can this, this selling market last? And I said, I don't know. We said that last year, it's happening again this year. So how much longer? Oh, who knows? Um, so it, would I say that you need to rent if you can find something to rent for 750 to a thousand dollars a month, and that's where you need your budget to be, go do it, you know, but if you're talking about wanting to be into a home, 12, 13, 15, two grand a month, then you know what you should buy because you're going to be throwing money away at rent. Rent's going to be very, very expensive. You're not going to get what you want when you find that rental. And you could probably find that in a house that you can make do with and love and end up loving. And then you're starting to gain your equity with each and every payment that you're in. And in the event that the market uh, stays the same and or still continues to appreciate, you've won. If it goes down a little bit, you know, everyone thinks that they automatically lose. Oh my God, I could have, you know, got this house two years later for half the price. Well, you don't know that. You don't know if that house would have been available. You don't know if there would have been any homes available. And who knows what would have happened to the neighborhoods that you're looking at if, in a depreciating market. So there's ifs and buts for everything. So you just got to make a decision, move on it. I'm always an advocate for buying a house and gaining equity and, and doing the right thing, the tax write-off that comes along with it. Uh, there are caveats where if you are going to rent, 
when does it make sense? And you know what? Like I said, I've got clients that are saying, oh, I want to keep my payment between $750 and $1,000 a month. When they go out and look at those homes that they're going to be able to get for $750 to $1,000 a month, you know what they say? Can I afford $1,200 to $1,500 a month? Because the homes out there that are $750 to $1,000 a month are going to be crap. Yeah. Becky Alley and John Cole, it is always great spending some alone time with you because you know, the term expert is thrown around very loosely in a lot of different industries. I don't know that I would call us experts. I would say that we're very experienced, but let me let you know something. We obviously did not go over any of these questions before this podcast. And I'm going to tell you what, do you want to know what very experienced, very well thought of people in our industry are saying right now? Exactly what Becky Alley and John Kolb, everybody said. If you find a house now that you like and you can afford with interest rates being so low, you better jump on it and put an offer in on it because chances are it won't be there. We do know for certainty, Becky Alley and Sean Cope, that mortgage rates are going to go up. They cannot stay in the mid threes or threes for the rest of eternity. You cannot. Okay, so our experts will use that term loosely. We learn every day, as John said. We like to uh, put our best foot forward every single day, and we are always learning. If you can afford a house, if you like it, put an offer on it because it's going to be gone and interest rates are going to go up. Last but certainly not least, everybody out there, we thank you for joining us. We're here today on March 30th. Stay March 30th, everybody. March 30th. 31st. March, March, March 31st. March 31st. March 31st. There we the go. Last day of the month. It goes My by God. so fast. <laughs> Killing me. March 31st. Final thoughts going into April. What kind of home buying season are you predicting for the next three months, Becky? We'll just take the next quarter. I, I think every, we know this is kind of an easy question to answer. Yeah. It's kind of a rhetorical question. But what are you seeing out there right now? Um, I feel like in, you know, like we are going to see, it's still going to be really competitive. You're going to be in these multiple offer situations for quite some time, but I feel like, you know, more and more every day, new inventory is coming on the market, which is going to kind of release some of this pressure. Now, I don't see a frenzy of homes coming on the market. That's going to kind of make it all of a sudden equal where it's not a seller's or a buyer's. It's still going to be a seller's market. I think for the next quarter, it's a grind out there for these real estate agents. It's a grind out there for these buyers. You know, it's important for them to not lose focus or get distracted or get disheartened because the right one is going to come along. And my best advice is to all my clients where don't act out of desperation. If you're not in a desperate, a desperate position, stays true to what you're looking for. Stay true to what your max is and the right thing is going to fall into place for you. So it's going to be really competitive. Um, the interest rates hopefully are going to stay a little bit steady. I don't like to really talk about rates because you just never know what they're going to do, especially when the government's involved in some stuff. So, um, you know, but it's definitely going to be crazy out there and it's important for all buyers to be educated. And even our referral partners, real estate agents, they're doing a really good job educating these buyers ahead of time on what to expect, um, multiple offers, appraisal guarantees. They're explaining um, what these contingencies mean um, and buyers are becoming more savvy. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Excellent. John Cole, final words. 
you know, just uh, like Becky said, stay true to what you need and what you want. Don't don't jump into something just because you think everybody's doing it and, you know, make smart decisions. Always talk to your team, talk to your realtor, talk to us, accountant, financial advisor, whoever the case may be. Ask your friends, ask your parents. Always uh, good to get more information than less. And, you know, that's what we're here for, to share that information and try to make sure that we're getting you into a good position. Easy to see why Becky Alley and John Kolb are in the top 1% of all loan originators in the United States, everybody. Again, it's a privilege for me to go ahead and uh, work with them side by side each and every day. Got a great support staff. Go and love working with experienced people. You should as well. This has been the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast. Join us, not this week, the following Saturday from 9 to 10. Harvey Free will be back from vacation. We're going to take a week off due to Easter holiday. Wishing everybody a happy Easter. I'm Harry Glanz for Becky Ellie, John Cole, Roberto Moshane in the booth. This has been the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast for March 31st, 2021.